Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. So here we are, a best of three series. Pivotal game five here in Phoenix. Doncic is at his fingerprints all over this one. Boy, what a start for Booker. It's Booker flying down the pitches. Phoenix has answered the bell and the call here. Three, Booker, good. He is absolutely locked in. I'll try this game is headed back to Dallas for a game six with the Suns in a one-game lead. Three, two. He's Jalen Rose. I'm David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. Uh, what is it that we, we do? We get the people. Yes. What they want? The champ is here. Shakur Stevenson joins us in mere minutes, but we start the show with a couple of number one seeds looking like number one seeds. Games three and four, the Suns lost in Dallas. The series went back 2-2. Game five in Phoenix, and Devin Booker. And the suns went off. Everybody's got a little light under the sun, under the sun. And D-Book normally leads the way in the first quarter as he led the league in points to start off the game in the first stanza. But he continued it. Yeah, he did. And he got the bucket after bucket that his team needed. And they needed all of them. And you know who else they needed? DeAndre Ayton. Ayton played well. They're going to need him to punish those smaller lineups. Kleber. Up front in particular. And so both of those things happen. Mikhail Bridges had his best game of the series. And so for the Dallas Mavs, it was Luka, Brunson, not as efficient as you need him to be, and everybody else wasn't clearly knocking down threes like they were in the other game. They had 80 points. And for the Phoenix Suns, it was get back to basics and feed the big fella. And that's what's going to be a catalyst for this series. But I can't ignore a few things. I was in the same draft as Jason Kidd. And it was almost like to see him at the press conference and talk about the lack of assists that his team had. I know Payne, one of the greatest point guards, a triple-double threats that this league has seen. So how do you get there? When you knock down as many threes as they did in the previous game, mm-hmm. we stay at home now. So now Luka's moves and Jalen Brunson's moves have to be more dribbles. You're trying to back down a little more. You're more isolating. And now you shoot over a contest. You miss. We going the other way. And the other thing I can't ignore, Jacoby, and I purposely haven't said Chris Paul's name, Like, he struggled mightily. In three games in a row now. Against this team. And I figured out why. Because Chris Paul normally is the physical defender that slows down the offensive player and is able to punish them. You know, with with, with his elbows, with his knees, with his antics. Like, he's always been um, a, 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 a guard that can get you elite level playmaking, but also wasn't lacking defensive. Imagine what he's thinking when Jalen Brunson posted him up. <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man me. Right? <laughs> Just looking at each other like, wait, right. this is what I do. Right, exactly. And 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 then and then when you know you can't stop Luca on the post. And Reggie Bullock is doing a great job of frustrating CP3. Long. Absolutely. And Finney Smith as well. So I want to make sure that I acknowledge while Phoenix did do a terrific job of taking the lead back in this series. And can't nobody act like we don't believe that Phoenix is going to win this series. They'll win this series. But I am surprised that Dallas is pressing them the way they are. And I'm saying that to say this is going seven. Well, it, it wasn't competitive, but it was competitive. You know I love competitive. <laughs> I like what you did there. And we have this video of Devin Booker going up for a shot going to the floor, and then sort of acting like he was hurt, and he called it the Luka special. Jalen Rose, you see the Luka special here? So look at him. He's acting like he's hurt, and then he looks at the the guy filming it and calls it the Luka special with a big smile on his face. I love the personality on the play, 
But one thing this also acknowledges is that NBA players cry wolf. Mm-hmm. And so now as fans and media and as the opponent, when you see a player sprawled out on the floor and then they get back up and they continue to play well, almost like my brother Paul Pierce, what he did, he left in the wheelchair and came back, was knocking down threes, and it's like uh, 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 an interesting moment in history. So for D-Book, you're right, it's being competitive because that's what Luka does. Yep. And however, that's normally what CP3 does as well. And so now all of a sudden, you go back in game six in Dallas, I don't think they're uh, I don't think they're 14 guys other than Brunson and Luka are going to combine to score 31 points. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I don't think Luka's only going to have two assists and the team only had nine. I think they're going to play a lot better. I, I'm in, Even though they got waxed. Waxed. And, and, and you know I want to make sure I pay homage to Monty Williams because he's moving pieces on the chessboard without Chris Paul, Chris Paul playing well. But I didn't believe this series would go seven when it started. Now I believe that it is. Well, the competitiveness did not stop with Booker because it was after the game when Luka was walking through the tunnel. After being <laughs> waxed by 30 points, Luka walks through the tunnel and says, everybody's acted tough when they're up. Mr. Rose, what do you think about that? And you know the Phoenix Suns are going to see that video. Well, the thing is, players always hate when it seems like the other team is front-running. And that kind of happened with um, the Minnesota Timberwolves um, in the first series against Memphis. And then when you get a glimpse inside of the huddle, and you're like, oh, oh wait a minute. They, they talking tough when they win or when they up. But now when they lose and it's complain about the refs. Yep. It's we need to call the league. It's, and, and so as a team, you draw momentum when the other team starts to whine. You know this, Jacob. You you hear people it start, that's almost like in a boxing match. You, you, you uh, hit them with a body ball and you just hear them make that noise. It's the exact same <laughs> thing. In basketball, when you hear somebody whining to the refs and or to their teammates or to the opponent, in your mind, you have something there. So for Luka, I believe, again, the Mavs are going to go back home, recompose themselves, and make this a long series. And of course, it's a playoff series. Game five, so we had a hold-me-back moment. This time it was between two not exactly marquee players in the series, Bismack Biombo and Marquise Chris. Got a little tangled up, got ejected. Hold-me-back! And then it was Chris running through the tunnel after Biombo. So for Chris, I'm happy to see the young fella still in the league. Mm-hmm. And Former son. He got drafted by the Suns, and it didn't work out for him. So he's at a point of his career, like being in Dallas and playing quality minutes, young fella, that's a real opportunity for you to get more minutes in this series, to be a part of their team moving forward. So you must value those minutes, first off. So you can't be getting caught up in altercations like this. It's just yeah, not yeah. a good look. Trust me. And then for Biombo, it's the opposite. It's we're waxing them. You see what I'm saying? You playing hard, and, and he can't handle it. You see what I mean? And so that's, that, that, that's I think, f- f- the, the, the hold me back now becomes a residue of both of those guys trying to get more minutes. Biombo be, be, is there to bring him more depth. Chris is there to try to get more minutes. So you hope to stay away from that kind of stuff. And then you can't let it carry into the tunnel. Like, I, I, yeah. Come on, dog. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah, like, yeah, what are you, come what's going to happen? Come on, dog. Y'all can't, yeah. come on. That's, that's just what doing way too much. Well... That was a game five that the number one seed took care of at home. Another game five that the number one seed took care of at home was before that game. This time it was the Miami Heat. Again, just waxed the Sixers. The Sixers won two in a row, game three and game four. Didn't even look like they belonged on the same floor as the Heat last So the beautiful thing about both of these series is the number one seed is involved in both conferences. So I get to look at the Suns and I get to look at the Heat. I believe that both of those teams would win the series. Now, I get to look at their opponent. And Dallas, to me, has outplayed my expectation. For Philly, this is head-scratching. Mm-hmm. Y'all can't be getting waxed by 35. Hard, hard, after the game four, Harden have, he has 14 points. You can lose at Miami. You just can't get waxed by 35. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, like You got the presumptive MVP who's upset about not winning the award and he should be because he's. That's why it's a close. That's why he's a finalist. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure if you ask Giannis, he'll say the exact same thing because these dudes are competitive and they had great seasons. But now the game has to start. 
And when the game starts, I want to give Miami all of the credit, playing without Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler still scoring, Bam playing well. I told you Duncan Robinson was going to get in the game. Gabe Vincent was playing D. Like, it was a total heat effort. But the Sixers didn't show up at all. You can't have Harden you know what I'm saying? Embiid. Didn't show up at Harden all. Harden and Embiid had 31 points combined. Combined. I want 31 apiece. Exactly. And, and, and again, like, the thing I told you that I loved about Harden in the previous game was not just the beautiful step backs that he knocked down, is the sense of engagement and emotion, enthusiasm that he played with, mm. and competitive spirit. Like that, that, that ain't the same body language. No. That is not the same body language. And you know who else sees it? PJ Tucker. So he's like, you know, I'm picking him up 94 feet. I'm fighting over screens. I'm doing everything I got to do. And so for James Harden, when teams have figured out how to play him without fouling him, that has also stopped him from getting into a rhythm. And Miami did a great job of that. Absolutely. It was a great win from the Heat, great win from the Suns. Both of those games last night had me convinced that these number one seeds are going to move on to the conference finals. I mean, Agreed. I, it, it might be seven-game series, but both of those teams, I believe, will move on to the conference finals. So for the Sixers, unlike the Mavs, I ain't so sure they're going to win game six at home. Mm. And, and that, that's what I'm telling you, Jacoby. It's like, I, that was bizarre, what I saw from them yesterday. It's like, it, it, it's, they, they lost the game, but they look like a defeated team. Those are two different the things. The fourth quarter, I was so disinterested in the game, I just wanted them to start the second game. <laughs> like, the league should just call the players and be like, y'all need to start because this is boring. Like, it was, it was such a blowout early in the day that I had to spend some time with my family. <laughs> Moving on. Joining us in just seconds. The champ, the champ is here. Is here. Shakur Stevenson, fresh off a big win, joins us on Jalen and Jacoby, friend of the show, right after this. All up in VIP, Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen and Jacoby is brought to you by Burger King. Get the $5 your way meal with a double Whopper Jr. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Thank you for watching Jalen and Jacoby on television, but don't forget the experience does not stop there. Subscribe, follow the podcast, anywhere you listen to podcasts. We always have exclusive content for our podcast listeners. Coming to you live above the Heineken River Deck here at Pier 17, the seaport of New York City. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. The champ is is here. here. Shakur Stevenson joins the show again. What's up, champ? What's up, champ? What's good? What's good? What's good? Appreciate you take the time after your dominant victory over Oscar Valdez. How does it feel to unify the junior lightweight titles? It feel good. Um, I put in a lot of hard work and I feel like it all paid off that night. So uh, I feel good and I'm ready for what's next. Champ, thanks for joining us. What was your strategy versus Valdez to get the win? Um, I just knew I was going to outbox him. I knew that I was the better boxer. Um, he's a great fighter. You can't take nothing away from him, but my skills is superior. So uh, I just went in there. I didn't really have too much of a game plan. I just uh, knew that my game plan was to be the better boxer that night. Oh, you were definitely the better boxer that night. Seems like every time you walk in the ring, you're a better boxer. Now, we've been you've been on our radar here, Jalen and Jacoby, for a long time because Jalen is such a big supporter of yours. But how does it feel to see your star start to explode and more and more people start to get on the train? I feel good. You know, we had um, about 10,000 or more at the arena, so um, it felt great fighting in front of a big crowd and uh, – the viewers was good. Everything went good, and um, it felt great. It felt good. Like I feel like a superstar in the making. I feel like oh, I'm a superstar already, but uh, I'm looking to be like a bigger superstar. So I got to keep doing what I'm doing. And you also had the baby walk you out. What was it like to have that happen? Oh no, nah, that was uh, it was real cool. You know, he had real good energy. Um, actually, like um, the baby is like one of the realest dudes. Like that, I done met probably in the industry. So uh, he definitely was a, a real cool dude. And um, I'm glad that he walked me out. And I'm glad that he had the good energy to walk out too. Because as I was walking, he kind of uh, turned me up with his energy. So. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, the simple question is this: is what is the next fight for Shakur Stevenson? I don't know. We um, I'm debating on you know uh, staying at 130 and getting all the belts, or going up to 135 and looking for a bigger fight. What is it like working with the triple OG, Jay Prince? That's another real dude. Like that, that's one of the realest dudes I ever met in, in life. Like I feel like uh, I'm glad that he's a part of my team. And Jay Prince is like somebody he treat me like family. Like I feel like he treat me like one of his sons. Like I'm around his sons all the time, and I be feeling like I'm one of his sons too, just being around him. So um, he one of the smartest dudes I met too. He got a uh, bright uh, mind, and we definitely uh, when we get together, we definitely come up with some great things. So. We're going to figure out what's next together. It was so impressive watching you perform against Valdez, knowing that you have a young daughter at home. How has being a dad changed yes. your life? I changed my life uh, in whole. You know, um, it was like a big sacrifice with this camp because I didn't get to see my daughter for eight weeks. And, like, I don't know. I was missing her throughout the whole camp, but I'm, like, telling myself, like, I'm doing this for her and I gotta stay focused and uh, sacrifice not seeing her just to be great that night and bring the bag home for her. So uh, it feels good to have her in the back of my brain when I'm going to fight. And I definitely gonna keep trying to provide for her and give her more and more stuff uh, throughout her life. I wanna spoil my daughter, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. No doubt, no doubt, absolutely. I have a couple of daughters, he does too. We definitely understand that feeling and you also proposed to young lyric in the ring after the fight congratulations what was that thank like you. thank you actually i was uh i was more nervous for that than the fight actually <laughs> 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 i feel like with the fight like i don't know i wasn't nervous like i, I was ready with that it was like you know i was ready but i don't know it was just nervous like it's you know a lot of people in the arena you know you're doing like a bold thing and uh, I felt good doing it. It was definitely uh, something that I loved that I did, but I was definitely more nervous with doing that than boxing. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Have you started planning the wedding? Uh, nah, not yet. You know, uh, we're going to do that. But uh, right now, I'm just coming off my win, and I'm just enjoying my family and being around them. And That's what I'm more focused on right now. So we're going to get to that, though. And also as a fan of the sport, while everybody's calling for Canelo and Triple G, he took a L in his most recent fight. What did you think watching Canelo lose? I thought Canelo a great fight. I don't take nothing away from Canelo. I feel like um, that dude was just a good boxer. Canelo couldn't get past his jab, and that dude was big. So it's like after he got past the jab, um, that dude was letting his combinations off and I feel like he was just a better boxer than Canelo. So, um, much respect to Canelo. I feel like now, Bud should be number one pound for pound, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Boy, you're talking about Terrence Crawford. Oh, no. another, another friend of the show. Now, there's you're such a great boxer, and you've dedicated your life to it, and you train so hard, and the strategy, you've been doing this since you were young. How do you feel about sort of People like the Paul brothers and the sort of celebrity boxing, how they've sort of like become popular in the fight game. I don't hate it. Like, I got to be real. I feel like um, a lot of boxers and people like that hate it. I don't hate it because um, when they bring in like fans and more people to the sport, um, it be YouTubers that be knowing who I am just off of Jake Paul. Like, I done had like some YouTubers walk up on me and uh, they, they know who I am just from me was around Jake Paul or taking pictures with Jake Paul. So, uh, you know, I don't hate it at all. I feel like they bring in people to the sport and you got to respect what they doing. Um, I don't put them in like a category with the main boxers, but, um, you know, they entertainment. You know, like if you watch wrestling, wrestling is entertainment. So, uh, yeah, that's how I look at it. If you can fight, and thank you again for joining us. We appreciate the love. But before you get out of here, I have to ask you this question. If you could fight any fighter in their prime, who would it be and why? Floyd Money Mayweather. I feel like Floyd was one of the best fighters. And um, I feel like he had, like, one of the smartest minds. Like, I feel like when it comes to my boxing, I feel like I'm 
smarter than everybody. So I feel like I just would love to see like who was the smartest, like get in the ring and see who can be the smartest fighter. So I feel like uh, Floyd would definitely be my number one choice. That's dope. Congratulations, so, on congratulations, congratulations on the win. Congratulations on the daughter. Congratulations on the impending nuptials. Thank you so much for joining us in Jalen and Jacoby, champ. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate the love. We'll be back with more right after this. Shakur Stevenson, the champ, is here. Two must-win game sixes for the home teams Thursday night on ESPN, starting with the Heat. Traveling to Philly to try to end the Sixers season and then the Suns in Dallas, trying to end the Mavs season. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Every single day we recognize another day that Brittany Griner is not stateside playing in the WNBA season because she's detained in Russia. Way too long, 83 days, and we here at Jalen and Jacoby will continue to acknowledge that, and we wish her a speedy, safe return to the United States. We got a couple games tonight that we will get you ready for. We start with Ja Morant, who's out for the rest of the playoffs. It's likely he will not play again this season. What does that mean for the Grizzlies against the Warriors? It might mean the next game is the final game. Ooh. And the one thing about the Warriors is you know they smell blood in the water. That they, they already are up in the Series 3-1. The other team's best players out, and they're watching what's happening with the Phoenix Suns, knowing that that might go seven. It gives them the chance to end their series, and they understand what that rest is going to mean, what that practice is going to mean to hopefully get Steve Kerr back. And they're an older group. And so I absolutely feel like Memphis did a terrific job the first three quarters, um, staying in the game, leading yep. in the game, yep. defending, and then all of a sudden Steph Curry took over in the fourth quarter. So for Memphis, who plays so well without Ja this regular season, Hopefully they can start with that level of effort and continue it for four quarters. The best series of the second round has been the Bucks and Celtics, mm -hmm. and that series continues this mm. evening. It is tied at 2-2. Jalen, what do you expect to see in Game 5? I expect to see dominant Giannis exacting revenge in his mind against Al Horford. I expect Horford to continue to play well. I truly do. Yeah? And, 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 no 30 piece? No, nah, not a 30 piece. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a nice 12 and 9. You know okay. what I'm saying? Okay. But he's been balling, dog. And, yeah. But the defense is there and the toughness is there. They need Jason Tatum to have a big game. Mm. I want to make sure I shout Wesley Matthews did a terrific job defensively. Drew Holiday always competes defensively. I expect to see a tightly contested series. I want to see if, again, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum can play well and play big for, 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 the, for the Bucks. It's really impressive the load that Giannis continues to carry without Middleton. No Middleton has been such a such an impactful thing. When you watch the Bucks, it just doesn't look the same without Middleton. Yeah, because they play in phases. You know what I'm saying? And, and we and we and we love how Middleton is the master of the mid range, and that's just an area of the game that they're missing. So now defensively, the Boston Celtics can do a better job of smothering. Jalen Rose, you called our producers and you said at the end of the show, I need to give a shout out to Queen Latifah. All hail to the queen, Latifah, who had an opportunity to choose any charity for Variety when she was being honored. She chose the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy, not only for her donation, but also we're going to get a, a couple of pages in the magazine. So we're really grateful, queen. Thank you very much. Shout out to my brother, Shaq Kim. Donate to JRLADetroit.com. See you tomorrow. <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now, making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. We always say we get the people they want. Part of that is doing podcast exclusive content for our podcast listeners. We are brought to you by CarMax. You can shop online and on the lot with home delivery in select markets. And we're here for the ones who get it done. It's brought to you by Granger. 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, backed by 24-7 support and access to product specialists. Call, click, Granger.com, or stop by one of the many locations. Jalen Rose. What up, though? I want to talk to you about something. A gentleman was flying in a small plane in Florida, going to Palm Beach. Small plane. He's in the back. The pilot becomes incoherent. We don't know what happened to the pilot, but the pilot was no longer able to fly the plane. Mm. I want you, Jalen Anthony Rose, to put yourself in the scenario of the passenger. I won't tell you what happened. Okay. But you tell me what you would do. It would be hard for me not to panic, first off. Second, it, it seems like it's about survival at this point. And so I've never tried to fly a plane. No. But I'm pretty sure there's a lot of communications. I've seen Top Gun. That are happening. I have seen the Top Gun. I've seen Top I, Gun. I went to see Maverick. I've seen it. I sure did. Interviewed a couple of people for it for Renaissance Man and everything. I would believe that I would go to the cockpit and try to communicate before I... Would you even know how to use the radio? Well, I, I, I would try to read and look and see if like, <laughs> like something... owner's is, manual? Yeah, and see if... But, but <laughs> the first thing I'm not doing is touching anything. You okay. know what I'm saying? Because I know the plane can be in autopilot. But I don't know for how long or whatever, whatever. So I'll try to look and see if I can, you know, hopefully push some to communicate with, you know, a- aviations or whatever. Communicate with aviations. Yeah. That's who's aviations. <laughs> Each plane that leaves the ground has to. They have a be plug. For. They got somebody, right? Yeah, got yeah, somebody. To be somebody they got to talk yeah, to. Exactly. And so that that's the first thing. And, and if that don't work, I'm sitting down. I'm trying to fly this down. thing. Yeah, I'm trying to fly this thing. And so that's what happened is this gentleman calls aviations, as you call it, <laughs> gets in touch with someone in the control tower, figures out where he's at, where he's going. They locate this gentleman, and he lands the plane mm. safely. Mm. Safely. Mm. Now, we don't know what happened to the pilot, but I'm wondering, like, what happened to the pilot to the point where they called him wow. incoherent and he, he couldn't land the plane? Well... As somebody that's been really fortunate enough to have the opportunity to fly private, I'll tell you something. When you said small plane, I literally thought about a time where my youngest daughter, Mariah, was... My, my, I was about I said, to say, that's not your youngest daughter. My, my <laughs> oldest daughter, Mariah, was young. And I remember being on a private plane, like one of those like seven-seaters, eight-seaters or whatever. And my mother was on the plane. My grandmother was on the plane. And I'm thinking, this is the most precious cargo in my life. And I'm looking around, and then I'm listening to the instructions. Something happens, secure your mask first. It seemed like, I li- it seemed like that's the first time I actually digested that. You know what I mean? And I'll never forget thinking, if something happens when you're on a private plane, it seems the public doesn't have the same sympathy Mm. than if something happens when you're on a commercial flight. Because people think that something you did wrong or the pilot did wrong independently is what caused it. You're just so privileged that you deserve it. Yes. You deserve it, yes. kind of. And people don't realize that they incoherently do that. But I, I understand. I hear that. I live that, and I and I and I understand that that exists. And so for me, it made me not as enthusiastic to fly private. I've got a hot take. I've never flown private. I've flown private once as the help. I was like the cameraman on a shoot, so I was like the help, right? Mm-hmm. I'm flying private. I'm looking around going, not that much different. Like, the experience is, it's you get a nice seat, but it's not, like, that different. If you look at the cost, it's like it's like drinking a $50 bottle of wine or drinking a $5,000 bottle of wine. It's like, there's a difference in the quality of this wine, but it ain't $4,500 different. <laughs> I'm sorry. Whatever, $49.50 different. Like, 
I was on the private plane being like, this is what this is what this is. Like this is the sixty thousand dollar experience because this ain't I'd rather just spend six hundred and fly on a commercial flight. L- literally what that is is about saving time and convenience. Yes. That's what it's about. To get you from point A to point B to save time. To your point. But the 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 ideology that it, the experience is so much different, like and it really, especially if you have a first class ticket on a flight, is really yeah, comparable. That's what I'm saying. And also, this is I because again, I don't fly private. I've literally only done it twice, and I was the help. But I'm there with a bunch of baseball players, and we're in um, Cabo, and we're flying back to Los Angeles. And the baseball players, they know how private planes work. And one thing I didn't realize about private planes is the weight is a big issue. So we had too many people in too few planes. And some of these Hall of Fame baseball players understand what's happening, and they start to freak out. There's a gentleman. He might be named after a month. His nickname might have a month in it. And he is losing his mind because he sees the calculations that the people that work in the planes are doing. Mm. And I'm like, this don't happen on a commercial flight. Correct. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it seems safer on a commercial flight. Mm-hmm. But here's the also thing. Again, when I'm on a commercial flight, I'm telling you, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, did you wake up today and say you got to go to work or you get to go to work? Get to go to work. Right. It's, 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 an, it's, an, it's a mentally, it's, it's a, um, a, a, how you train yourself mentally. I like, I learned that in therapy and I'm telling you, dog. When, when you when you're on a private plane and something happens negatively, the public doesn't give the human beings in that plane, in my opinion, the same sympathy. Of course, for not. some reason they say it's somebody's fault. So it's like the pilot's fault, or the passengers didn't listen to the weight fault, like that type of thing, versus something happening on a commercial flight. People blame the airline. Of course. Half of my Twitter feed is just people complaining about airlines and adding them, hoping to get some free stuff. <laughs> and we all know those tweets where you at the airline, talk about how bad your service was and hoping that you get some free stuff. Mm-hmm. Jalen, DJ Khaled was at the game. Another one. Another one. Gave Coach Spo a massage Another during one. the game. Soft move or boss move. Definitely a boss move. You know how many Pistons games I'm, I'm sitting on the floor. I'm up doing everything as well. And if I was sitting on that side, I'm pretty sure I've been in touch Dwayne Casey at least once or twice by now. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Yeah. I'm sure you acted like Dwayne Casey needs your advice. Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. Hey, coach. Like, get, get, get Kate, let's get Cade and Jeremy Grant some pick and roll action. He's like, I thought of that. Thanks, yeah. Jalen Rose. I thought of that. I, I thought did. of that. Right. Yeah, it's like, my you, job here. Right. I see you over there ordering drinks. Yeah. And you telling yeah. me yeah. what yeah. to do with yeah. the lineup. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, but in all honesty, I always make sure that I acknowledge this because it, it's, it's beautiful to me. I just love the intersection of entertainment, sports, and music. Remember Rick Ross got a rebound. Is that? I love DJ it. DJ Khaled's giving massages. Meek Mill was there at the game, I believe. I think I saw him. But here's the thing. What people sleep on about that image of Khaled basically doing what Drake did to uh, Nick Nurse, is Spo a G? Spo mm-hmm. tapped him on the backside like it's all good. Yeah, let's do this. I love Coach Spo. He's a G. I love Coach Spo so he, much. He, he, if you notice, let, this, I want everybody to remember something. You seen Coach Spo about to fight LeBron, D Wade, and Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Look, people forget we're a month away from him looking at Jimmy Butler, being like, "What do you want? What do you want me to fight you? Is that what we're doing now? <laughs> like, I got throw hands against this like six five, two hundred thirty five pounds of just muscle. That's what I'm gonna do right now. You're like UD, I'm the video guy. You're like OG, <laughs> I'm, no. I'm the video coordinator. Sp- no, Spo ain't worried about it. That's what that's what a triple OG over there for. Spo ain't worried about it. He know UD got that. The Spo is not worried about it. Like where are we going with this? You want me to fight you? <laughs> That's, was a, that was a great quote from him. He's like, what, what are we doing here? So what you want to do? What you want to do? What are we doing here? We're going to fight? <laughs> right. Is that what's going to happen? Right. Throw hands? Right. How else is this going to end? <laughs> Jalen Rose, you and I need to go to Staten Island. Have you ever been to Staten Island? No. Very. It's, I would love to. It, it's, it's like the fifth borough. It is a d- distant fifth borough of New York City. However, 
Ferry is a luxurious experience. Wu-Tang put it on the map, made me want to go visit. Ghostface Killer opened a coffee shop. Mm. Killer Coffee. We got we to gotta, we gotta go. We do have to go. We need some coffee. I know you don't drink coffee, but I'm sure they got some tea for you. Or something. We do have to go. We have to go support. We definitely, no question. Matter of fact, I'm like, we should. We can't go today. No, we can't. We, we going soon. I'm going to kill a coffee. Yeah. We gotta I'm going to find that place. You know what? I'm going to hit the legend up and bring, ask him, can he come on the show? I would love that. Okay. We've asked for Redman and Ghostface for 10 years now. Redman just don't really be doing interviews. I love him so I much. I love him so much on social these days. Very positive. Inspirational videos. That I'm mean, looking at him like, like, man, that. I got to start working out. Redman doing like 20 pull-ups. How many yeah. pull-ups can you do right now if I, you had a pull-up bar in front of you? Maybe five. I've never been a pull-up person. Yeah. I have no, like my weight and upper body strength ratio is way off. Yeah. The, 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 uh, yeah. The, uh, what's, what's that called? Uh, not yoga, but the uh, when you lift your body weight. Pilates? Pilates, yeah. You're not a Pilates guy. Not a Pilates guy. Jalen Rose, Jeannie Buss did an interview with the LA Times with Bill Plasky. She said LeBron James and Clutch Sports does not run the Lakers. They don't even have influence over the decision. I got Phil Jackson in my ear. I got Kurt Rambis in my ear. I got Magic Johnson in my ear. If you're a Laker fan, does that make you feel better or worse about the future of the Lakers? Say those names again. Phil Jackson, Magic Johnson, Kurt Rambis. And Linda Rambis, too. Mm-hmm. The people in your ear when you own the team, while it does matter, how long will the Bus family be able to own that team? In perpetuity. We'll be long gone, and the Bus family will still still be owning the team. What's unique about the Lakers is in the history of their franchise, they only have they have very few seasons that they don't make the playoffs. Very few. So now when it happens, of course, it seems like a four-alarm blaze, right? Fire alarm. She mentioned being in the luxury tax. She's like, right. I'm in the luxury tax. I'm spending more money than is allowed, and I'm being charged more money for spending more money, and we don't have a single playoff game. Not even a play-in. Well, well let me flip the B-side. See, we do not care about that part. You, we do not care about that part. There was a time where ownership in the NCAA and all of these big conglomerates. Did you know that the NCAA is a 501c3 nonprofit? Nonprofit company. Do they profit? Yes. Okay. Um, Genie Bus can own a team forever. The Lakers are always going to be in a luxury tax because their charge in that market to that fan base with that history is to try to win the championship every season. So we don't want to hear that. You know what we want to hear? Russ was a bad move. Mm -hmm. AD can't stay healthy. And hey, Laker fans, ain't nobody going to take Russ off our hands probably until February. So this is going to be our big three again next year to start the season. If Jeannie Buss calls your phone, says, Jalen, what should I do this offseason with this Laker roster? What do you tell her? Besides the three people I just named, you got to get younger, faster, athletic. I'm not even attaching names to it. I'm just talking about they were an old basketball team mm-hmm. and a bad basketball team. So you just need guys to like, go and play hard. They're like can actually make an open shot. Like they need they need to go back to the basics with the rest of the roster. But the overarching thing is can AD stay healthy? And if he's gonna play less than if he's gonna play 65 or less games, they're gonna be flirting with a lower seed. That is what it is. You you uh, you can you can add and subtract, cut and paste however you want. He has to be the guy that drives it during the regular season. That's why you bring a younger AD to play with LeBron, like almost magic to extend Kareem's career. Like that's what he should be doing for LeBron. LeBron shouldn't be the person playing one through five. 44 minutes <laughs> doing everything. Averaging 30 at this point of his career. He like, dog, I'm trying to play with my son. <laughs> Y'all yeah, running miles off of me. I'm trying to stretch, trying to stretch this for another <laughs> you know what four. I'm saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? You see, he said that out loud. Like, yo, what's happening here? 
And so since that may not change, and of course we all hope Anthony Davis can have a season where he plays, you know, 75 games. That if that happens, then there'll be a top four team in the West. But I don't anticipate that happening based on his history. Tom Brady signed a deal to become an analyst for Fox Sports, NFL analyst, for 10 years, reportedly 10 years, $375 million. Without ever having done the job before. <laughs> he's only made 300, I hate to say only, but he's made $332 million playing football. So you are the best player ever at the most important position at the most lucrative sport in our country. And you've played that for what, for 22 years, 20 mm-hmm. years? And you're going to make more money talking about it for half the time than you would actually being the best player in the history of the sport. What that does, hopefully, is create a sonic boom in the industry. Kind of like we've seen with the wide receivers in the NFL. Because in the United States of America, sports sells. It's a lucrative business. As a founder of a school, I always look at our teachers and think, and I say this, I say this to pay homage to what teachers bring to our society, and I feel like they're they're underappreciated. Absolutely. I, I feel like they're the most overworked and underappreciated workforce we have in our country. They take care of your kids all day long and teach them. They're not just babysitting your kids and taking care of them. They take care of them and teach them. And so why don't they make high six, seven-figure salaries? It ain't because their job ain't extremely important. I just heard you say what it is. It's extremely important to our society. Mm -hmm. The reason why is society isn't paying hundreds and thousands of millions of dollars to watch them perform and to bet on the result and invest in the result. So therefore, there's money in sports. There's money in entertainment. And you now see entertainers being able to make top dollar for their talents. And usually when people worked in the media, they weren't getting the kind of money that players were getting. And as you look over the last maybe, I guess, 10 or so years, that started to change. And people have gone about it various ways when starting their own companies and and or just being talent. And so for a guy like Tom Brady and a Draymond Green, just think about it. They both just did the same thing. You heard about one of their numbers. You didn't hear about the other one's number. Why is that? Because the other number is so astronomical, you just got to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And so what that now does is it makes it more money in the game for everybody. Now, the goal should be for him, very genius. Because if the rumors that he was going to be a part owner of the Dolphins and that deal fell through when Brian Flores did his lawsuit against the team, I like how he pivoted and was like, I'm going to do a deal that pays me more than I made. It's wild. I'm going to make sure whatever my next move is going to be my best move. It's going to pay me more than the NFL ever did. How genius is that for my fellow Michigan alum? And he's the GOAT. And so when he walks into the room, blank check. But what that also does, it leaves the door open. And now all of a sudden, okay, I understand that I ain't going to get 35. But what percentage of that can I get? 10? (laughs) 1% of his salary is $375,000 a year. That's 1%. 1% of Tom Brady's, is this even right? Yeah, if you're making $37 million, 1% of that is $375,000 a year. Like, I just get 1% of what Tom Brady makes? Can I, I live? That? Can I get 2% of what Tom Brady And makes? then what, what is going to eventually happen is now that those numbers are out there, so astronomical, there's going to be um, an elevation of all tides to me and allow other people in the game to be able to cash in as well. Do you think thing. Tom Brady will be a good analyst? 
I think he's going to take these next year or so to practice and get his chops ready. And because of that, I believe so. Because what they're asked to do really is not only break down a sport that he was an expert at, but also in football, the play stops after every down. Mm-hmm. It's different when you have to do that type of media. And it's also different when they only play once a week. It's not like he's going to be required to work Monday through Friday and work on multiple shows. Yeah. And have to change clothes multiple times. And, you know, he's literally going to be talking about the game that's played. And his specialty is going to be talking about, in particular, probably the quarterbacks. Yeah, which is, uh, you know, we all know the NFL is a quarterback league. Yep. And the quarterback plays the most important things. We'll get discussed the most. So I think he's going to crush it. I'm happy for him. Let's also not just gloss over the fact that he was going to be part of the Dolphins' ownership group, and the plan was for him to leave the suite, go down to the field, and then be the quarterback, usurping Tua Tungvaluwa, who is sort of having a make-or-break season this season. That's why I made sure I mentioned that, because he's doing a good job in his latter part of his career of making sure that he dot the I's and cross the T's and he get every bag he can. And I love it. Good for him. Rookie quarterback Sam Howell of the Commanders says he's never eaten steak or tried a hamburger in his life. Where's he from? I do not know. I can Google that, sir. Okay. Um, Likes chicken. One of the things about habits is usually you don't choose them. And eating is one of those. Because a lot of times... When you're the youngster, you're not buying the food, you're not cooking the food. And of course, every youngster wants mac and cheese. He's from, hot dogs. From North Carolina. From North Carolina. All youngsters want pizza, hamburger, mac and cheese, hot dog, french fries. Chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets. Chicken tenders. Like all kids want that, right? But then when you get away from that, in theory, you're actually eating what your parents give you. And that's what you start to determine what you like or don't like. So for me, I've never had a choice not to eat a steak or a hamburger because that's what that's was available. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, it always, I, it always like, so that means he comes from a really liberal house and or his parents or some people next to him just don't eat beef don't eat red or meat. don't eat red yeah, meat. Yeah. So he probably comes from a house where How they do don't not eat try red one? meat. Even when you're not in the house. How do you not try one? Give it a shot. That that that's 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 that, that that that's unique. That's unique. We always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is hearing from the people. If you call 985-80-Jalen, you can leave us a voicemail and we'll put you on the show just like this. What up, though, Jalen Jacoby? It's J Rock from the 585. Shout out Red. Wait, 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 hold on. Hit the brakes, hit the brakes. Red, we ain't heard hey, Reg is in my ear. Where is Reg? Again, we shouting out Reg, but we ain't heard from Reg. Reg needed Mike. Where is Reg? The other reason why I'm calling is I just want to check it out. Cultural Regional. Y'all was talking earlier this week about hip hop and, and how it's changed and the albums that y'all listen to at, at home. Jacoby, you called your mama Victoria. Jalen, you said your mother. And that made me think, is it cultural or regional? Shout out to my mom. Happy Mother's Day again, mom. Dolores, I would never call her Dolores did this or Dolores did that. I always gonna say mom or mama. One of the two. Is it cultural or regional to call your mom by their first name when reference them, <laughs> referencing them at any time? Let me know. I'm a person. He is a person. Thank you for the call. We appreciate the love and the continued support. Shout out to J-Rock in Rochester, New York City. New York State, I should say. Um, a couple things. Number one, Reg is always going to be a part of the program. We can't control what programs Reg gets allocated to by the Walt Disney Corporation. He's been reallocated from Jalen and Jacoby, but he is forever part of our lives and is always going to be part of the backbone of this program. He 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 graduated. He upgraded. That happens to a lot of people. You know, I was in, I was at the LAPC out there for uh, doing countdown and doing the show, and I look Reg doing NBA today in yep. Sports Center. I'm like, yep. oh, I'm like, so it's like camera. that. Yeah, I'm like, oh, so you you work Sports Center? What about us? You know what I'm saying? Graduated. He's too important. So that's the first thing. 
the 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 part about cultural or regional uh, is Jacoby called his mom by her first name Victoria, and I definitely don't call or didn't call and won't call my mother by her first name in theory, in describing her, my late great mother Jeannie Cassandra Rose, who I love and miss so very dearly, lost her February second, twenty twenty one. And it's the, the sad thing about that, that's my birthday weekend. Oh, no. Anyway, um, why did you call her by her first name? I was just talking about her. I'll never call her Victoria to her face. Gotcha. Like, I'll never, she was like, if she was like, you know, in the same room as me, I wouldn't be like, hey, Victoria. Gotcha, gotcha. Would you like a snack? Gotcha, gotcha, you know what I mean? Gotcha, I was gotcha. just describing her gotcha. in the third, what a second person. Gotcha. Saying her name, Victoria. But I would never call her Victoria. Gotcha. That's gotcha. insane. That's like my, my kids calling me David. It's like anybody calling you David. People don't even know my name is David. Correct. <laughs> You're like, who's David? <laughs> when I introduce myself, how should I introduce myself? Jacoby. You think so? You think, hi, I'm Jacoby? Because that's your alias. Like, that's where I'm going to end up. It's where everybody ends up. For example, his name ain't Jamie Foxx, y'all. That ain't his name. No. That is not his name. He named himself after Red Fox. Correct. And he called himself Jamie because it was a woman's name because the list to get up on stage had a list of men. So he wrote his name as a woman so he'd get up on the stage faster. Yeah, we don't even, we just gloss over the fact that his name is not Jamie Foxx. <laughs> That's why I brought That's that up. That's a good point. <laughs> That's not his name. What's his real name? Let me look this up. <laughs> That's like Steph Curry. <laughs> Steph Curry's name isn't Steph Curry either. Wardell. <laughs> But at least that's his middle name. Wardell don't work. Yeah, but at least that's his middle name. Let me look up Jamie Foxx's real name. That ain't his name at all. <laughs> Literally. Let me see what it says here. <laughs> Eric Marlin Bishop. Oh, no. It's, it's Jamie Foxx. <laughs> it's Jamie Foxx. God, he's so talented. He did the ESPYs. He one of the most talented human beings to grace the earth. And just seeing him at a, at a shoot. Just kind of freestyling or come up with wild lines and all this stuff. He's one of the most talented people ever. And when you watch the movie Ray, Ray was a was it was a, a virtuistic performance. Yes, I watched it recently. He's such a legend. Do you think virtuistic is a word? Yes. I think so too. Thank you so much for the call, J Rock from Rochester. We will be back tomorrow with another dope pot of step two. Appreciate Why is that Jalen Anthony Rose? We're not done. We're not done. We are not done. Didn't ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One.